is Len Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! So let's rock and roll all night! Come on every day! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. We are officially saying goodbye to the month of February right here on the Music Mania Podcast. We are launching on into March and into the spring and summer months, which is, of course, the best time of the year for us, definitely for me, because, you know, you start seeing those concert announcements, you're on on the road, you're outside with your friends, you're getting ready to go out and make some summer plans, plan that summer trip with your family. You know what? The summer, that's when anything's possible. And when it gets into the spring, man, I really start to come alive and uh, look out there at all the things that I've got coming up. So many wonderful things. Of course, February was a busy month in and of itself. Went down to Vegas for the Aerosmith uh, residency. It was actually the show right before Joey Kramer came back. Had a tremendous time checking that out. Whenever there's a a, a Vegas residency, to me, when I go, every time that I go to one, I always feel like it's a big event. No matter where it is, no matter what it's been, I've seen Billy Idol out there. Going to be checking out the Scorpions coming up this summer and Aerosmith. Um, It was at the Park MGM Theater, and it just had this big event feel to it. The stage, the way that it was constructed, everything about it. And um, Aerosmith definitely brought the goods, and I thought that it was a tremendous show, despite uh, Joey Kramer not being behind the kit. He was back, I think, for the next show. There's been some controversy with that. Uh, I believe he sued the band. Uh, for him not being allowed to rehearse and, and play with the band. He had suffered an injury, I know, but that's something that helped make February a very memorable month for me. And uh, moving on into March, we've got Kiss coming up at the BOK Center in Tulsa for the last time. I don't know, I can't promise it, but this, uh, at least as of now, is my last scheduled Kiss show here on this End of the Road Tour. Excited for that. So much coming up. We have a lot of interviews. We have a lot of shows. Still shows being announced. Still uh, putting together my itinerary for the summer. Always love hearing from you guys. Uh, always appreciate the feedback. Of course, you know where to find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are the best places. If you want to send me an email, musicmaniapodcast at gmail.com. We are now being distributed by Ignitro Entertainment. It is an entertainment uh, website that really captures the heart of what we're about here at the Music Mania Podcast. Uh, and of course, our website, musicmaniapodcast.com, will, will uh, of course remain uh, in its... Uh, form that it's in right now, but uh, Ignite Your Entertainment will be uh, where you can find all of our content will be there as well. And it's just uh, being wonderful to partner with them. Uh, my partner, Noah Groniger and I, who uh, we work together on, on a sports media website called GASN Sports. And we wanted to sort of make um, an entertainment website that could house all of our content because we do a lot of different podcasts. We do Save My Nostalgia, 
which is going back and reviewing movies and television shows and interviewing actors from uh, movies like The Karate Kid, shows like Saved by the Bell, and with the Music Media podcast, we kind of wanted to put everything together under one banner, so IgnitroEntertainment.com, you can check it out. We're just starting to get things rolling with that, so head on over to Ignitro Entertainment, and uh, you can see if you're a fan of you know things like 80s toys, and uh, video games and candy and really anything nostalgic or, or that's a throwback to, to you know, 80s and 90s. Uh, we got your back there at Ignitro Entertainment. Music Mania is going to be kind of a subsidiary of that. So just a few minor changes, but our website, musicmaniapodcast.com, will remain. Of course, the podcast remains just um, how you've always listened to it. Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Always appreciate you uh, subscribing and uh, leaving us a star review. We always appreciate that. But today... Huge guest coming up because guitar virtuoso Richie Kotzen is going to be joining us to talk about his new album, which is 50 for 50. I'll tell you what, when a person turns 50, they usually spend that entire year celebrating in as large of a way as possible to make it their biggest and most memorable birthday yet. But singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Richie Kotzen is taking that concept literally as he gears up for the release of his most ambitious album to date, and he wants to share this big birthday present to himself and with his fans around the world. So 50 for 50 is his 22nd studio album. It's due, it came out Monday, February 3rd. So it's uh, been out for a couple weeks now. Um, the self-produced three disc collection is just what the title implies, a collection of 50 previously unreleased compositions that have been produced, performed and written by Richie Kotzen in honor of his birthday. It's the follow-up to his critically acclaimed Salting Earth album, which was released April 14th, 2017. So people know Richie Kotzen also as the guitarist for uh, the Winery Dogs uh, with Billy Sheehan and Mike Portnoy. What an absolutely tremendous uh, band they've been. Of course, Richie uh, was in Poison for a brief amount of time, um, actually worked on the uh, Native Tongue album, uh, was a key songwriter and contributor to that album. So we're going to ask him about that, his time in Poison, the Winery Dogs, what's up with them, what can we expect coming up with the Winery Dogs, and this tour he's going on in support of 50 for 50. It's uh, He's going to be doing a lot of dates starting this summer, so head over to his website, richiecotson.com. You can get all the information on that. This is an interview I've wanted to do for a long time. Always respected Richie Kotzen and really loved that Native Tongue album from Poison. That's really kind of how I first became aware, uh, you know, of him and his work. So it was a, you know, he, you know, songs like uh, Stand and Until You Suffer Some, uh, Fire and Ice from Poison's Native Tongue album. Um, you know, he was uh, co-wrote those songs. And so he brought a lot to the band. Of course, it didn't work out. There were some problems. And, uh, you know, he doesn't feel a lot of connection, I don't think, to his time in Poison. We're going to ask him about that anyway and kind of see where, you know, what uh, he recollects as far as uh, working with Brett Michaels and the guys on that Native Tongue album. But Richie's been up to so much, and we can't congratulate him enough on this 50 for 50 album. So exciting stuff coming up. Uh, that interview is going to be coming up right here after we tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, they've been a staple of the Northland, but that party's coming to an end this May. So get while well, the getting's good. Go see owner Randy Ringer at um, CD Warehouse in Gladstone to see what kind of deals you can get on the merchandise they are blowing out. Guys, the party couldn't last forever. Music Mania is sending you there, and if they don't give you a discount, it's on us. So, CD Warehouse, Gladstone, Missouri. Go see owner Randy Ringer before they close the doors for good this May. But we thank them again for sponsoring this podcast and being such a big part of so many people's lives in North Kansas City. Richie, my man, it's Clint Switzer from Music Mania. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Oh, doing great. 
I'll tell you what, happy late birthday. I know you turned 50 February 3rd. I mean, a little bit going on in your life right now. Most people, you know, um, release 50 songs, uh, three disc sets on their 50th birthday. You're just following suit, right? I mean, that's kind of a, a common thing, I guess. Not <laughs> I'm, following, I'm following the trend, right? <laughs> well, take us I'm back to that. Trying to keep up, man. I'm trying to keep up. Trying to keep up, exactly. I mean, this is your 22nd solo album i mean you talk about just the um amount of work that you've been able to do over the over the course of your career why 50 for 50 why kind of take us back to the the genesis of this idea well you only turn 50 once right um no in all seriousness i had prepared what would have been a normal release for 2020 and when i say normal maybe 12 13 songs that i really liked and I was planning on coming off the road, maybe you know, doing some final mixes, sending it off to mastering, and that would have been my album. And then while I was on the road, you know, you've got a lot of free time, and we were going around Europe playing all the festivals. I started going through some archives of ideas, and I realized that I had a lot of material that I just never finished. And um, I said to my tour manager, man, I got this crazy idea in my head. What if I went home and finished this material and what if I ended up with 50 songs by the time I'm done and then when I turned 50 just put out a record called 50 for 50 I mean it's really A you know I really wanted to finish this music I didn't want this to be sitting on my hard drive for, for the rest of you know eternity um, or getting lost or who knows what you know we just yeah. survived the Wolsey fire so we all see everything could have went up in flames literally so I uh, I went home and I started going through these ideas and tweaking on them and before you know it I started finishing some of these songs and then in the process I started writing brand new songs. So one night I was finished the song Mountains, I go back upstairs, I think I'm done, I pick up the guitar to unwind, I strum the acoustic and bang, innocuous, I write that. So this started happening. So before I knew it, it was like summer wasn't even over. And I had 38 songs recorded. So at that point, I thought, well, we're in October. My birthday's next to February. I know I'm going to get 50. Yeah. So I did a little teaser on Instagram, you know, teasing people about it. And then, so at that point, I was pot committed. And I, and I you know, I went through it. And um, reality is, I could have put out more than 50 songs, but... Um, you know, we still got a, a, a wider dog record to make, and who knows, I might want to make a, an EP. I'll call it the EP follow-up 10 for 50. <laughs> I love it. Well, it, it's a great concept, and it's a great uh, album. You can go to uh, uh, your website right now uh, to pick it up. It came out February 3rd, like we said, and, and on February 3rd, uh, you also released the single um, in the video for Devil's Hand. Um, kind of, I think it's an amazing song. But it's like one that I, you know, I, I would not have thought of a, of a song like that kind of being the first uh, single to come out of this. Why, why that song? And kind of take us through that process and, and how important the video is. I think the video extremely well shot and the visuals go right along with the music. It's so perfectly kind of take us through uh, Devil's Hand and, and why that one is the first single. Well, I'm glad you asked that. Reality is, it's the hardest thing for me to do was figure out what am I going to lead a 50-song album with. And, right. you know, in the world in the world of your, your typical rock and roll mentality, they always tell you, ah, oh, you got to lead with a, you know, a stunner, a, a hard rock, heavy-hitting, 
uh, you know, heavy song, aggressive. And the reality is, I wanted to leave with a song that was strong as a composition. And I'm not worried about it being loud or fast. I wanted it to, to, to be engaging. And I wanted it to cover uh, a, a scope of, of, of what it is that I'm about, um, you know, stylistically. And so that song, being a seven-minute song, that song is a very interesting song because it kind of masquerades as a ballad and then turns into, you know, one of the crazier guitar solos on the record. Um, I chose that song for a lot of reasons. Um, another reason I chose the song for was nowadays we don't talk about radio and first singles for radio, at least in my world. Yep. And so what we talk about is a first single and a visual and when I went through everything, I listened to that song, and I had the visual in my head. And I had this visual of a down-and-out character that lost everything. Um, you know, the lyric is, it was all a dream. I was strong and lean. I lost all my inspiration to the devil's hand. I was all for her. She was all for me. I lost all her adoration to another man. So basically, this character is down-and-out. He lost everything by making terrible decisions and mistakes. So... You see this character living in his van, down and out. All he has is a duffel bag and a guitar. And he's walking around, kind of trudging around, thinking about what he's going to do. And there's flashbacks of him at a happier time, you know. And so that was the key part of it. And then eventually this character goes into the laboratory, public bathroom, and transforms and puts on an old set of clothes, which is the only thing that he took with him was a nice set of clothes just to kind of hold on to some bit of his past. And he comes out of the bathroom, transforms, finds himself entering a jazz club, sits in with the band, plays a solo, gets a standing ovation, and then at the very end, wakes up back in the van, so you don't know if it was in his imagination or if it really happened or not. And so that was kind of the thing, and I had the visual, it fit, and I thought this is just the perfect way for me to introduce the album. Um, so, you know, the, the plan would be to make some more videos down the road. I haven't decided what should follow that, but that's the answer to why I chose that song. Well, it is tremendous uh, musically, and, and it's a multi-layered, I think, and uh, certainly, like you said, uh, the, the video definitely represents that. Um, you just came off, I believe, the Monsters of Rock cruise just uh, a week or two ago. Were you able to uh, unveil, I assume, uh, some of these songs uh, when you were on the cruise? Were you able to, to play some of these live? I, I, Yes, I did. We played, um, well, we only played one of them. We played Devil's Hand. Yeah. And it, it was a lot of fun. You know, that, that solo at the end, I can just picture as the tour evolves, that'll be different every night. You know, it'll, it'll evolve every night in a different way. And, you know, by the way that's designed, it gives uh, uh, my bass player, Dylan, it gives him a chance to really stretch out as well because it, it starts with a bass solo that morphs into a guitar solo. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and starting in June, you're going to be out on tour. Uh, you have several dates planned, uh, not only in the United States, but um, in the Netherlands and Germany and overseas. How, is, how excited are you to be able to kind of unveil these songs on a larger scale on this tour? And I don't know, maybe maybe you and, uh, and Iron Maiden from their uh, Matter of Life and Death tour and just play the whole thing front to back. I mean, only only 50 songs, right? I mean, that, that'd be no problem. That's right. The only problem is to do 50 songs. We're going to have to, we're going to play all the songs uh, double time. Right. So if we, if we, speed it, we speed it up, we're going to be able to make it happen. <laughs> 
that'll be awesome though. I mean, to be able to, be able to you know, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you have, you have so much, I mean, your career encapsules so many things, but to be able to, to get these out there and not only Devil's Hand, a song that people know, but so, you know, maybe, you know, songs that are, are deeper on the album, songs that they haven't heard yet. I mean, how hard is it going to be to, to kind of put together a, a set list for this tour, which starts June 19th in Poughkeepsie, New York? Well, actually, I think we start on the 18th in New Hampshire. Somehow, uh, i got to get my dates right on my website. But um, I'm going to do, first of all, I'm going to do a lot of stuff that people expect me to do from the past. Because I know when I go see my favorite band, I want to hear those songs that resonate from my past and childhood. But at the same time, picking the songs for the new tour is going to be interesting because, uh, you know, there's so many... I tend to go for things that I know are going to translate well in a power trio format because that's how I tour. Um, so I would say, obviously, Devil's Hand, we've played it. Stick the Knife will be a fun one to play just because the guitar is so crazy. Um, Dogs is a song that I'm looking forward to playing. And, you know, I don't think we need to play the whole record, obviously, but if we do four or five, I think people will be happy with that. And then as the tour evolves, we can always learn more and, and switch them around. Absolutely. I cannot wait to, to see Ed on the road and see what's going to become of that. And of course, so many people and, you know, you're a part of the Winery Dogs, a band that is so revered by so many people. Winery Dogs. Right. I mean, you know, three of the best players. I mean, just being honest, three of the best players uh, at, at your respective instruments in rock with Billy Sheehan, Mike Portnoy. I mean, you guys are insane. Uh, three albums under your belt now. It's been since 2017, since Dog Years came out. Where are we at with uh, Winery Dogs and... Uh, you know what? Any any news for us on, on that front? Well, absolutely. We did a tour last year. Uh, we spent a month together in North America, which was a lot of fun, very exciting. Um, and so the talk on the tour was to get together a few times this year and write some music. And once we feel like we've got some really special things happening, put a, a schedule together to release something uh, very soon. So, I mean, uh, obviously this year, for me, it's all about the new record that I've just done. They're out with their band, Apollo. And, but, you know, we know that uh, that there's going to be something in the foreseeable future for the dogs, absolutely. Well, Richie, I've noticed that uh, you have joined Cameo recently, so head over to Cameo and get one from Richie Kotzen. This is cool. But my question is, what, uh, have you had any... What's the craziest request you've had to say yet or is it just all a bunch of happy birthdays so far <laughs> no you know uh, there's been a lot of great ones and, and this cameo thing is really a nice way um to focus uh, uh communication to one person on a specific issue and they send me uh every now and then response videos that people have and you surprise surprised at how excited surprised happy people are to get a message and um and it's a nice thing for me to be able to do. It takes time, you know, to, to, to formulate what you want to say and what have you. But it's been a really cool thing to, uh, just another way of communicating uh, with the fans. You know, for the artists, of course, it's another revenue stream, which, you know, uh, as we all know, you know, it's kind of crazy. I, I have the, the back end to my Spotify. I can see how many spins I had. And I'm up at about 600,000 on the new record. It's been out not even well barely two weeks and so you know you think oh man i got over half a million spins uh i'm rich but it doesn't work that way anymore sadly 
um, you know, uh, but at the same time, um, there's other ways to, 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 you know, skin a cat, so to speak. What a horrible expression. I can't believe I just said that. Um, but, uh, what a terrible expression. No, that's one of my favorite Anyway, my point, my point of the matter is, yes, I, I, I'm doing cameo. It's been going well. Well, I'm glad to see it. You know, you talk about other revenue streams, and I'm not sure if you were doing this on this tour, but, you know, a lot of people are doing uh, meet and greets on tour. Is that something that you thought about implementing at all? I do them, and I do them a little differently. I think um, I like the idea of pay for something that you, you get some value. So what, what I've been doing is I offer an early entry for sound check, and so um, they pay a fee, they get a commemorative laminate, a signed autographed picture. If we have t-shirts, we'll throw a t-shirt in. If there's a new CD, we can throw that into the package. But the big kicker is they get to watch Soundcheck, which most bands don't want anyone near the venue when you're soundchecking. Um, I, on the other hand, have absolutely nothing to hide. So um, they come in for Soundcheck, uh, and then after Soundcheck, I come off the stage, I socialize and say hello and take photographs and Everybody seems to be happy. There was one person one time that complained in Argentina. I'm not sure why, but they didn't like it that I was telling the guy that I needed my voice louder in my monitor. They thought that I was being too demanding. But, you know, <laughs> we've had hundreds of people show up for these things, so I think the odds are, are good. It's going well. Well, you know, I'm sorry they had to experience that. You know, I've seen artists assault sound people on the side of the stage and stuff, so at least nothing like that was going on. So <laughs> and I think that experience yeah. can be spared. I'm, pretty, I'm a pretty mellow guy. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get too wild unless something's really fucked um, up. Well, Everett, you know, you can go to Richie Cotson, your website, richiecotson.com right now to, to pick up the album, to check out the tour dates, and you can get tickets, and you can get uh, the meet and greets right there. Um, Richie, I have to ask you this because we get so much... People to this day, it's crazy when it comes to, um, you know, your time in Poison. People always talk about Native Tongue, and it's like an album that seems to be one that has just grown in popularity over the years. People always demand Poison play some of the songs you co-wrote on tour, like Stand. What's interesting to me about it, what I've a lot of what I've read about your time in Poison, is that you absolutely loved the, the process. You had a lot of creative freedom, but maybe what was a struggle for you was just going back and playing the material that you had no connection to. Can you just kind of take us... Take us through that a little bit. I would love to give you some insight, but you know, the fact of the matter is, is that it's been 27 years, and I think for me to really uh, be honest and, and, and talk about that clearly, I, I don't think I can. It's just such a, it's such another lifetime, you know, I'm 50 years old. I sure. was 21 uh, when I joined the band, and I was 23 when I left the band, so it really, I, I wouldn't know what much to say about it other than like the record. Uh, go listen to it. I know that it was a very strong record, and, and I really stand behind the music that we did back then. Well, that that's absolutely it's absolutely meaningful and still still holds up, of course. Um, I also got to ask you about Mr. Big because um, Pat Torpy, um, unfortunately, the, the drummer for Mr. Big passed away um, just a couple years ago. Um, I, we, I was able to interview Pat um, while they were on that tour. Pat was still. Touring with the band, which was incredible, says a lot about those guys. Uh, you replaced Paul Gilbert in the band uh, briefly there. Can you just talk about you know, maybe maybe what Pat was like touring with him? I, I don't know that I've ever met a sweeter individual. Um, just kind of talk oh, about Oh, man, him. he's yeah. a sweet guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he, Pat, actually, Pat actually, after this big, you know, I did a, two studio records with the band, and then, it, you know, they broke up again. And so uh, everybody 
went their separate ways. But Pat and I remained friends. He came on board and did a couple solo tours with me. Uh, we went to Italy together. Um, we went to Japan together on my solo stuff. So, you know, he became a, a, a close friend. It's a tragedy, uh, you know, what happened there. And, you know, and it's just, I, I guess that's what happens as we get older. You know, I start seeing a lot of people pass. You know, I lost my best friend to cancer last year. She was uh, wow. struggling for three, four years. I thought she was going to beat it. And, and and that's, I mean, I have to go down the list right now. People close to me that passed within the last three years, and it's just terrible. And Pat, obviously, is someone that I love dearly. Um, and, you know, we have so much great history together. But, you know, there's nothing to really say, man. I mean, it's just the course of life. Uh, I think the most important thing is to, you know, be with the people you love, enjoy your time with them. You just don't know uh, what is happening next. So... Uh, that's about all I can say on yeah. it. Very, very well said, Richie. I mean, I can't, I can't thank you enough for for coming on with us. Congratulations on the album, uh, which is called Fifty for Fifty. Happy late birthday again. We're, I mean, February birthdays, we got to stick together. Mine's the eleventh. I'm only, I'm thirty five, so I still got fifteen years to work on my fifty for fifty. It's a life goal. Um, this is so ambitious, man. I'm so proud of what you've done. I've always been a fan of your work. One of the great guitar virtuosos in rock. Thank you so much for being on with us, man. We will catch you somewhere out on one of these dates. We're going to come uh, come see you for sure out on the road, man. Can't wait to see it. I would love it. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank Bye. you so much. Here with Richie Cotson talking about his uh, 50 for 50 album. Uh, he just came off the Monsters of Rock cruise. He's getting ready to go on tour um, with his band uh, this summer. So, so much going on for him. Uh, what an ambitious idea to release 50 songs for your 50th birthday. My goodness, I mean, most artists are hard-pressed to put 11 songs on an EP these days. Uh, so really, for that, to, he's always been so prolific. I mean, 22 solo albums, and he's so heralded as a virtuoso around the world. And this album is, is tremendous. So go to RichieCotson.com. You can uh, see how to get it. You can, of course, go to uh, platforms like Amazon and uh, Spotify. You can get the album that way, iTunes. However you choose to take in your music, uh, it is available. So Richie Cotton, just search 50 for 50. Cannot thank him enough. We have so much coming up next week. Kevin Martin, the singer from Candlebox, will be joining us to talk about their new album, the tour they're coming on this spring. Candlebox has always been a band that has stood out to me. I remember seeing a Candlebox poster in my best friend's room whenever I was a kid. I had to find out who they were, and uh, they just had some of those songs that have been a staple of uh, rock radio from that era. And we're going to talk to Kevin Martin about the journey that Candlebox has gone on uh, over these years, uh, almost 30 years now. So that's coming up. So much more happening. Of course, you can go to IgnitroEntertainment.com to get uh, all the information. Uh, and also musicmaniapodcast.com where uh, our podcast will still be uh, living but um, also updated at ignitroentertainment.com. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back next week with Kevin Martin from Candlebox.